0: Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Yes, yeah, so good. So good. So great to worship. So great to worship together. So awesome. you. Our staff uh, lately has been just talking about our, just, just our church. We feel like we have the best people in the whole world. You guys are the most patient, the most uh, worshipful, passionate, generous. And uh, so it's uh, wonderful to run with all of you. And uh, it is a great day. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to share just a, a brief, message about groundbreaking and today in the church and then together we're going to go out and turn some dirt make some prophetic acts together we've got a gift for you that'll become obvious as we talk today so um not going to take forever it's a kind of normal time frame but i just sense god's doing something wonderful in our midst amen amen so so let's get started You know, we, uh, our church building, even this process, has had a supernatural DNA. And let me share some of that, uh, that it happened on October the 6th, 2015. Church started really um, years before that, but we had been looking for land and looking for a place for years. And I would tell you that I think I visited, kicked the tires, was in just about every piece of land, every building, every warehouse, every church, between here and the airport and and Camp Creek Parkway. That corridor, that triangle, we've kicked all the tires. And never did anything feel just perfect, but on 10-6-2015... We came to the part, the property as a staff, and all the staff were meeting on, on the bridge, you know, the little pugula cover there, right there. We were all kind of standing there, and Lindy walked up, and she started singing, Happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday, dear Jesus, happy birthday to me. Her birthday is October 6th. It's her birthday. And as we stood there and the team, everyone just felt like this is it on her birthday. A couple months, uh, actually, that same day I came home and there was a FedEx sitting against my door. You know, FedEx is against your door. They can be good or bad. You know, <laughs> You know, they're kind of, they're really never in between. They're just sort of... Checks in the mail or something legal, I don't know. So. And it was from uh, the ABC building and they said, we've sold our ABC building and we're giving you official 60, 90 day notice to get out. And, uh, you know, being evacuated from your church is always fun as a pastor. But. But we thought those dates were significant. Find a property on Lindy's birthday, be told we need to move on Lindy's birthday. A Couple of months later, we closed on this land on December the 10th. December the 10th happens to be Blake Healy and Lauren Brownlee's birthday. Interesting. So the story gets more fun. In many ways, they represent the next generation. They represent male and female leadership. They represent the two, possibly that, back in 2005, in Reading, in the Atlanta Home Group, dreaming about this church, dreaming about this day, 14 years ago. Maybe the original group, they, re- they represent next ger- generation, they represent prophetic and apostolic, they represent male and female, they represent the next generation of leaders, and on their birthday, we bought this land. They both went home unbeknownst to each other, <laughs> saying prayers with their kids, their firstborn son, Hayden, and Lake. Each they said a prayer, not knowing that they were saying it, but they told their firstborn, We bought some land for you today. And it's always been our heart that this would be all of our land. That you'd feel, in fact, today, I want you to feel this is yours. Wow. Wow. That you own and represent and are part of something bigger than yourself, bigger than any of us individually could do, that we actually need each other, only where two or more can set the Legion fleeing. Today, I want you to feel that as you go. And then, January 10th, we've moved out of ABC and into Sandy Creek High School for the first time, the first day there, and that's my birthday. And so, that was a good thing. And uh, I didn't get left out. But our beginning as a church has a supernatural DNA too, and I won't take the time. But isn't it nice to know that God is speaking in the midst of big decisions? And that on the cloudy days, on the rainy days, on the delay days, you go back to a place of God. Did God really say? Yes, he did. Were you really there? Yes, I was. Lindy, 12 years ago, was in a little planning session where we were dreaming about the future and dreaming about the church. And she took this white poster board, kind of like we used to do in grade school, magic markers, and in fun, just kind of Frolicky, dreaming, said, I'm going to, I see this road coming in and I see magnolia trees along the road. You know, we have magnolia trees at our entrance when you came in. I see this straight road and I see it turning to the right and she drew it on the poster board. And I see this lake over here and this chapel overlooking the lake, kind of like this. And I see a hundred acres. And so I'd, I'm married to a dreamer, and so every time I'd look at land, and it wasn't 100 acres, I'd, I'd, I'd feel like I had no faith. And I'd look at our pocketbook, and I'd look at the price of 100 acres, and I'd feel the tension. Anybody been there? I felt the tension for years. I'm a financially Think I am financially responsible, try to be anyway. <laughs> no, you need a hundred acres. And we closed on this land on December 10th. It was 43 acres and some change. And the next door land between here and Highway 74 opened up and the price started dropping, 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 and one day it dropped almost $200,000 while Lindy was in the truck praying. And so we bought it, and that 53 acres and change and 46 acres and change added up to 100 acres. And so we have a supernatural DNA together. Today when you go home, you're going to get there's 300 of these, you know, we keep talking about 300. They're beautiful jars and they have some ingredients. I've mixed it up since I got it. It's not as pretty as the one you're gonna get. I've, I've dropped it on the floor. It's got a dent already. It's character, I, you know. I'm an alchemist, so. Um, but I'm gonna dump this on the table and make a mess. And I'm gonna talk to you about the ingredients. But the soil represents promises. The soil represents the hundred acres and the promises that are behind it. The soil represents your words and the prophecies and how sometimes even in your fun dreaming, God hears your words and that your words create worlds. It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> Even in your joking, like you're making jokes, I believe your words are powerful. I think we're going to get to heaven and find out our words were more powerful than we think. Yeah. Lindy and I used to joke like, we'll finally figure out my business and God will call us to ministry. <laughs> we had a year beyond what we'd ever ask or think and two months later, We're in a U-Haul going to (laughs) Redding. Be be careful what you just think you're jesting or what you're just drawing in fun on a whiteboard because heaven sees and you create worlds with your words. There's dirt. There's soil. And I want you to know that that soil has something to do with You and your ownership, and your investment, and your time, and your talent. There's an acorn in there, and that acorn reminds us of Isaiah 61. We were kind of touching on it in our songs today. And if there's one chapter that represents us, even for the first four or five verses that represents our body, if someone said, you get to go to a deserted island, you only get five verses, I say, take Isaiah 61. Take the first five verses. Pastor, what five verses should I remember? What should I memorize? Those verses. And we were singing it. And it's the gospel. And I, and I almost always get emotional when I, I read it because I just imagine our Father in his inaugural address, his first words to us, he's opening Jesus is coming in, he's opening the scroll, and he's reading Isaiah 61 about himself, prophesied hundreds of years, and now the prophecy is coming true and is reading God's first words through his son Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. Like his first words came for us, the afflicted. He came. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. If you want to memorize, it's easy. Afflicted, brokenhearted, captives, ABC. It's easy as ABC. But it, it just grabs my heart like day one, first word. I've come for the hurting. I've come for the broken. I've come for the prisoner. I've come for the orphan. I've come for the afflicted. To proclaim freedom to prisoners. And I've come to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion To giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. I've come, in some versions, I've come as Jubilee. I've come to the hurting as Jubilee. I've come as the freedom maker. We sing the chains above our head. He's breaking chains above our head. We're coming for the broken. I've come. To forgive them. The jubilee Jesus that comes to forgive debt. Forgive sin. Forgive to forget sin. The blood of Jesus forgiving. To to take away your debts. I've come as the freedom maker. Those that are in addiction. To break a prediction. I've come as the freedom maker. The jubilee. I've come. I'm reclaiming a year of freedom. And so the hurting are going to come, and they're going to find their jubilee and their freedom. And I'm going to set them. Here's the gospel. It's so beautiful. I'm going to call them oaks of righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. You've, got a, you've got a little oak acorn in there. When we talk about reigning in life, it's oaks of righteousness. It's you, all of us, broken, hurting, in need, coming to the altar, Finding Jubilee Jesus and his journey taking us into our proper identity to become more than conquerors, to become those that carry abundant life, to become daughters and sons of the Most High God, daughters of light and sons of day. He says, I want to make you oaks of righteousness. Why? Why? so you can go back into your city and be restorers of your city. Yeah. That's the why. Yeah. Not just to live the American dream, that you'd go in as sons and daughters. As, and as it says in 1 John, as Jesus was in the world, so are you. Yeah, so that you'd yeah. go back in and be. we would go together, restorers of our cities. The gospel right there. And we're singing, chains above our head. When we're singing and worshiping together, it's tie- the Holy Spirit's tying us into scriptures, tying us into our destiny, reminding us who we are. Yeah. We're groundbreakers. It's our, it's our story. It's our collective story. It's each of our land. It's each of us as our acorn. And we're, we're, we're groundbreakers. So, we're talking about breaking ground, but you know what's more important than groundbreaking? Like today's a great day for any, every one of us to break ground in our hearts. Any place that's hard, that's gotten, the, the sun's gone down on it and it's, it's gotten hard and the, the moisture's out, it needs breaking our heart. Any place our heart's hard, God, just break it. You're the freedom maker, you're the groundbreaker. You're Jubilee Jesus. Yeah. You're the freedom maker. Yeah. We're not just singing about freedom because it's fun. Like, he came to set us free. Yeah. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. So you've got an acorn in there. Yeah. So good. And you've got some salt in there. You've got salt in there because we want to be a Matthew 5 people. You're the salt of the earth. I've mixed mine up, so I'm getting salt and dirt and all kinds of stuff. You may not want to kiss me after. I'm going to have some water before you know it. Matthew 5, you're the salt of the earth. We've got salt in there because you can't do and I can't do Matthew 5 in my own strength. It's only Christ in you. It's impossible. He's got to do it through us. It's Matthew 5 because you're the salt of the earth. Salt's a preserver. Salt salt brings taste. Salt brings life. It makes things bolder. You're the salt of the earth. And he says in there, if if you lose your saltiness... What good are you? We've got a challenge to be salt. In our culture, it's, it's, there's an oppression. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a kind of be silent. Don't always say everything. Be salt of the earth. Churches in the future may not be able to say what they want to say... They'll be declared, oh, that's hate speech, therefore you be quiet. We're, in our culture, we're calling something hate speech, and we're using it to take freedom of speech away. So the church has got to stand and say no. And Jesus, Jesus modeled it so perfectly. He was the God of inclusion. He was the God of let the children come to me. He was the God that says, it's a broad, everyone come. I died for all. He was the inclusive God for everyone. He was the salt that didn't lower the standard of the gospel. He preserved it. And it's so beautifully described when the woman caught in adultery. He loved her. He protected her. He stood beside her. She felt known. She felt loved. Her dignity was restored. And yet he kept the standard of the gospel high. You're the salt of the earth, said go and sin no more. That's the challenge of the church, to be the salt in an age that wants to say, whatever you say, if we don't like it, we'll shut you up. There's a penny in there because we've been hearing prophetic words about changes in the air. It's a 2019. Are they all 2019? That's really good. I'll take it back. Thank you. Changes in the air. Changes in the air. There's so many messages in the prophetic world you can... Preach 10 messages on changes in the air. You can preach that God is changing us, that we're being conformed to the image of Christ. It's hard to change, but we need God to change us. Changes in the air hey, we're breaking ground. It's a new day, it's a new season. December 8th today, right? Yeah. December 8th, 2019, 12 December. The apostolic number. Eight. New beginnings. Changes in the air. God cares about dates. He cares about numbers. He cares about math. He created it all. Changes in the air. Changes in the air. Money dropping from heaven. We've got a call on our church to be strong financially. Y'all have been so generous. Generous. We're 12 years in. We've never had a week where, are we going to make payroll? We've never had a week, we need to take a second offering. Or we're closing the doors. Y'all are so generous. We're called to be a debt-free church, a debt-free people. Debt-free by 23. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to call you what if changes in the air what if the first 300 of you reigned in life in your finances what if the first 300 of you totally debt free what if you what if millionaires were being created through creative dreams through good good just good sound principles but God downloading ideas and millionaires were being created those that love Jesus first seek first the kingdom, and all this stuff is second. It's been prophesied. We'll start with 23 millionaires. Changes in the air. But what would be the point of all that? The exciting thing of that is when you bring your friend in who has a need, and you've got a prophetic people, and the first 300 can hear God's voice, are radical worshipers. worshipers. They're enthralled with his presence. And when they hear his voice, they run and obey. And your friend comes in with a need, and you've got 300 people who are reigning in life and their finances. Do you think he leaves with his need unmet? I don't think he does. The single mom comes in, and she's got a $2,000 bill, and every time it gets met. That's God's call for the church. Change. Change is in the air. And finally, there's some corn in what we want to give you. It represents the harvest, it represents sowing, it represents all these guests we've had. We've had over 150 guests. We have apostolic voices in our, even in our midst. Uh, Jennifer and Leif, to name, name one of those. And I, whenever we have these guests, when we, when we invite them, it, it's a lot of work. You're hosting, you want to do a good job, it costs money. But what I envision as a pastor is apostles. Apostles. Prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. God gives grace gifts to His church. They come here carrying grace and they give it. Close your eyes. (laughs) And they just throw out from the pulpit grace, gifts of grace. And those that have ears to hear and those that have eyes to see. And those that fall on good soil, not hard soil, ground broken soil, rich soil, hungry soil, worshipping soil, as these grace gifts come Sunday after Sunday, falling on good soil, and that returns. Kingdom returns. And the kingdom returns aren't like the world's returns. We're having a great year in the stock market. Your 401k could be up 10, 15, 20% this year. 10, 15, 20%. That's your money, as it was last year, times 1.1 or 1.15. Kingdom harvests times 30, times 60, times 100. Sean (laughs) Bolts caught lace in the eye. Sean Bolts prophesied that Bethel Atlanta is coming in to 20, 25 years of harvest. Our heart is for the unreached to come. And to come and find 300 fathers and mothers who can take one in, who could take two in, who could take three in. To f- start with 300. And those 300 triplicate themselves. That's a new word I just made up. They triplicate themselves. 300 turns into 1,000. And 1,000 changes our city. See, we don't really care... I'd rather have 300 that are on fire for God, love Jesus with their whole heart. God changed the world with 12. But he's got a heart for our city, and he's looking to build a group of people, mothers and fathers, who can live this gospel, do family together, build for generations. We're building with a hundred-year vision. You can say, Pastor, I, you know, I'm living with regret or I'm, I'm too old. It lies past me by. That acorn, you get to plant an acorn for generations yet to come. One of my favorite clients he's in his 70's he's a noble southern gentleman and he's he's starting and building a a large pecan orchard he said Steve I'm in my 70's I'm never going to really see the fruit of this but my kids and grandkids will it's a noble idea there's a tree back there that's a 150-year-old white oak. Wow. It's, its branches are bigger than these trees around here. It's massive. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's avatar-like. <laughs> it started with an acorn. You can plant your acorn in the spirit realm, planet somewhere for generations yet to come, planet somewhere where there's a 25 year harvest of souls and people live in the kingdom. I can spend money on a cup of coffee or lunch, some gas, it dissipates and it's gone. My investment here, I no reaps 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold return, building for generations and souls we haven't seen yet. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.